This episode of the Badass Ladies Club is sponsored by Badass Retreats. It's time to make your healing a priority. Find out more at www.blcbadassretreats.com. Welcome to this week's episode of the Badass Ladies Club. My name is Jessica. I'm here with my bestie, Laurie Wallace. We are also joined here by Kristen, all the way from Costa Rica. Is this our first international? No, we had Canada. Yeah, we've had some other international, but this one is... This is like super international. And our favorite place ever to visit. (laughs) So we're joined here by Kristen. Um, But guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. Um know that your time is like critical and valuable. Um, we're so grateful and honored. If you want to leave us some reviews, like share, um, because today's episode is going to be awesome. Fire. Okay. Fire. So let's intro Kristen a little bit. If you know anything about Jessica and I, you know that we like to take pictures, right? Like we (laughs) love a good photo shoot get me dressed up, give me a concept, like Mm -hmm. give me a fantastic photographer and I'm here. And so when we went to Costa Rica, gosh, what was that? February, 2020, 2020, before Um, the world shut down, before things got weird. (laughs) Um, we wanted to take photos on the beach, like kind of like a friend's photo shoot. We were conceptualizing the badass ladies club and really trying to figure out like what this is, what it means, what it was going to turn into. And we didn't even know Badass Ladies Club was a podcast, no. but and it was something. We didn't know it was going to be called Badass Ladies Club. Even. Right. Like We had no concept of this at the time, but we knew we wanted to take pictures. And so that's where we were introduced to Samba to the Sea, which is uh, Kristen's Instagram handle and brand for her photography business. So we met Kristen on the beach taking these fantastic photos. And Aubrey and I had seen her before. Because Kristen lives part-time in Costa Rica, and we're going to get into that story. But if you're ever in Tamarindo and you see this, like, goddess-tall blonde <laughs> walking down the beach at sunset with Gidget, who is her tiny little, little chihuahua, chihuahua, precious angel, <laughs> then you'll know that you have run into Kristen. Um, she's kind of an icon in Tamarindo. Like, everybody Everyone uh, knows yeah, her. Like shouts out and hangs out. <laughs> So we get these beautiful images that we took that turned into a lot of promo pieces for Badass Ladies Club early on. It kind of looked like a hair extension. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Shoot for a minute. And now we're good friends with this awesome badass lady who is such an inspiration business wise, soul wise, spirituality, like yoga, beaching, all of it. Kristen, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. We're so excited to have you here. Hey, well, thank you so much for having me. I'm super stoked to be here. Yes. So where I definitely want to start, because I'm always so inspired by people's stories of shifting their lives and their careers to something that's more authentic to them, is Kristen has a really great story about when she decided it was time to leave corporate America and move to Central America to become a surfer and a photographer. So <laughs> yeah, like before the great resignation was even a thing, Kristen was like, I'm ahead of the I'm gonna game. I'm going to do this. Like... So Kristen, tell us your story. <laughs> I'm like 10 years ahead of the game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So in 2011, I made this New Year's resolution to surf. 
and I was living in New York City at the time. I'm a I grew I grew up outside of New York City, so I was um, living and working in New York City. I was like, I'm gonna learn how to surf, and it literally was love at first wipeout. <laughs> I, I literally love at first wipeout. Like, and if anyone if anyone has ever surfed, like you know, it's, like you're in the <laughs> You're in the washing machine as a beginner. And it's like one of the, mo- the toughest sport- sports to um, learn as a beginner because you just get beat up all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I loved it. So that was June of 2011. I came down to Costa Rica, uh, October of 2011 and just loved it. Rained all week. I came down to Tamarindo, loved it. Surfed for seven days straight. Um, had such a great time that I was like, I have vacation time, more vacation time left. Um, cause working in, you know, corporate, you just don't take your vacation time. And I was like, screw it. I'm going on vacation again. So three months later, I came back to Costa Rica and something inside of me said to me that you have to be in Costa Rica. I don't know why, but I was on my surfboard with sunset was happening. And I was just like, you need to be here. So that's kind of where the idea, um, sparked. And I was really not happy in my corporate job. So I was like, well, this sounds like a great idea. And that's how it all started. Um, It's really funny because there was this piece in New York Mag um, 11 years ago that they were, you know, with the millennials saying like what people were doing. And one of the options was like, quit your job, get a van and go surf. I mean, sounds like a plan to me. This was like totally, you know, this was the start of it 11 years ago that people were like, screw this. <laughs> yep. It's a trap. Yeah. This is a joke. Well, and so much about your story is like what I used to fantasize about, you yeah. know, was just I could just quit everything and move to the beach, you know, and mm-hmm. that I knew that there were elements of that in my future. I just didn't know how it was going to manifest. And that when we first met, and then decided to do this photo shoot with you. I knew that you lived most of the time in Costa Rica, but I did not mm-hmm. know that you had this whole story about quitting your job in finance, you know, and deciding that you had and hearing that voice that said, you need to be here. Cause I have heard that voice, you know, mm-hmm. like it hit me hard every time I went to Costa Rica or in the first three or four times, maybe. And that you took action on it. But what I love so much about your story is that you really are so smart about business, right? That, um, and the transition from working in finance to wanting to do something artistic like photography and how that integrated with surfing and sunset chasing and this whole lifestyle that you moved into that listening to that voice and like following those breadcrumbs helped you craft this life that is authentically Kristen. Like it is authentically Samba to the sea. Like if you look at, your Instagram and you look at the way that you're living right now, it's just like, I have a hard time imagining you being anywhere else or doing anything (laughs) else, you know, and that this is something just in the last 10 years, like you said, that's come to the surface. Yeah, no, it's really, it's really funny because even if I look at, um, you go to the, the heart of what Samba to the Sea means. So I actually, that also happened in New York City as well. Um, I came up with the idea for Samba to the Sea. I was an anthropology one day on a lunch break with one of my uh, work girlfriends and we came across these tea towels and every, I love going to anthropology because it just gets my, mm-hmm. my creative brain ground going, like just their visuals are amazing. Mm-hmm. And one of the tea towels said Samba with me to the sea. 
<laughs> I looked at my friend Ashley and I said, oh my gosh, that's the name. I had wanted to start this blog. I had already started surfing and I, I knew a transition was happening. And so my father was born and raised in Brazil in the national dance of Samba. And to me, it was this whole dance to the sea and dancing with the water and dancing. I, I call it dancing with waves. So surfing is dancing with waves. Mm. So to me, that's has always been the root of, of everything I'm doing. It's just, it's my dance with life. It's my dance with the ocean. Um, yeah, it's been just photography-wise, like photography. You know, technically I'm a self-taught photographer, but you know, everyone's self-taught and everything. I didn't mm-hmm. go officially to school for it, but um you know, Laura, as you said, it's just, it's been connecting the dots, following those breadcrumbs that are in front of me. And kind of when you get rid of the things that you don't like, yeah, it's easier to see the things that you do like, the things that are right in front of your face. It's so magical. Um, it also takes so much trust in yourself to like, let go of, I know when I left my day job that there were so much, um, like I should stick with it because I've already put so many years into it and I've got success in it and I have connections. And so why would I just leave all that behind to do this other thing that doesn't make sense to other people? Right. And that it, and then I wanted to do it for a long time, for lots of years before I actually did it. But it wasn't until I trusted myself more than this idea of what I thought I was supposed to be doing, that I was brave enough to start to connect the dots Mm -hmm. and take the leap and make the moves. And, you know, in comparison, I've been doing that for seven or eight months now, you know, and it's starting to develop. And now I have more confidence with the decisions that I make, but that people that are stuck in a place that they don't love for a career or a life or whatever, where where you live, that it does require that you have that trust and that you trust that voice and that you know that things are just going to start to fall into place the more that you follow in that flow. Um, and you're just such an awesome example of that. I want to talk about surfing because sure. I have tried to surf. Not every <laughs> time I've gone to Costa Rica, like more the first three or four times I went, I it hit it hard. Um, and same with my husband, you know, like he's better at it than I am, but he's not great at it either. Surfing is a real... Um, that is a full body yeah, experience. Physically, it's a lot. But I totally appreciate and get the spiritual connection to the ocean, to the dancing and the harnessing the energy of the waves. And you mentioned that your experience with yoga really supported your transition into surfing. Yeah. So I had, I had started um, my yoga practice in New York City as well. It was about eight months before I had started surfing. And, you know, the the yoga practice really... It just started, it, it opened me up, you know, obviously <laughs> physically and emotionally. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it, it enabled me to really, um, process things to really feel, I mean, there were so many days where like, I was just crying, you know, on the yoga mat or just, just, you know, breath work, stretching. It just, yeah. just allowed me to feel to process. Um, and then surfing came along and then, you know, surfing is, it's kind of the exact opposite because for surfing, besides when you're sitting in the ocean waiting for waves, like you just have to be so on and so focused on what you're doing. So you're really not thinking about it. You just let, you're letting your body go and you're letting your body naturally do its thing. Um, and that's much more, you know, trusting your athletic self. So they, they played, um, 
hand in hand together. You know, they complement each other. Yeah, totally. I also am fascinated by this idea that you, I guess this is a question I have. Why, how did you choose Tamarindo besides the fact that it's like surfing Mecca, you know, like that there's a lot of places that surfers go and they spend time and they do that was, was surfing a big decision maker in choosing this specific place in Costa Rica? I fell into it. Um, (laughs) I was supposed to, um, my first, the first trip I took, I originally was going to go to Spain to visit um, one of my coworkers and I started surfing and I was like, I messaged my friend and I was like, sorry, Sham, I'm not coming. (laughs) Going to Costa Rica, I'm going surfing. And um, I had seen an ad for Witches Rock Surf Camp for surfing. And, you know, they make it super easy there. They pick you up from the airport and they have surfboards. They have instructors. You just show up and you go to surf. It's surf camp. Yeah. So that's kind of how I fell into um, Tamarindo because Witches Rock Surf Camp is located in Tamarindo. Yeah. And that's, I came back to Witches Rock a second time and, you know, deciding to come to Tamarindo. Well, the caveat is I'd also, also had met, um, he's an iconic surf legend and, uh, the, in the surf world, Robert August, he was in the movie oh, and yeah, last summer over totally. years ago. So I met him at Witches Rock, my second trip. And he jokingly had said to me while I was studying all week, the second trip I was studying for my GMATs because I was about to take the test in two weeks. And <laughs> he, uh, said to me, He's like, you're so studious. You know, what do you do? (laughs) And then I explained to him, I worked in corporate, I worked in finance. And he said, well, are you good at marketing and promotions? And I said, well, my degree is in finance, but you know, yeah, I I mean, I do like marketing marketing and all that. You know, I went to undergrad business school, but (laughs) that, you know, that was another seed that was planted, another bread. I mean, Mm -hmm. that was, it was a, you know, breadcrumb. That was like a loaf of bread that was thrown at me. (laughs) I was like, ah! I love it. I was like, okay let me just go take this loaf of bread and which meant me like quitting my, you know, high paying corporate job to move to Costa Rica to Tamarindo. Cause Robert's Robert lives in Costa Rica and mm-hmm. Tamarindo and work for free. Right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But I'll be starting every day. I love it. Um, should we talk about silver linings? Yeah. Cause just in talking with Kristen, if you ever have like, so on, we had a walk on the beach together last time I was in town and we talked for a couple of hours and prepping for the podcast. We've talked about it. You have this thing that you do that anytime you talk about something that's like not ideal in your life, you are so quick to point to the silver lining in it. And so when, I guess the first thing that came up for us was like the whole COVID situation and how that definitely throws a wrench in travel and that you had to spend a lot of time away from Costa Rica in that gap but there was a silver lining to it. And so every time that we talked about something that wasn't ideal, you always pointed to the silver lining. So will you talk Mm -hmm. about some of those with us and kind of share where you got to that concept? Well, I mean, obviously there's like the silver linings playbook, right? Right. And Mm -hmm. I think that's really where I picked up on the, and hearing other people talk about it, but I'm a naturally um, positive person. So, you know, there's, Mm-hmm. There's always going to be wrenches, wrenches and plans and things that are unexpected, unexpected. So last year was not like, gosh, it wasn't last year. We were like two years into it. Yeah. Oh my, <laughs> oh my God. Gosh. It's so it's weird. Oh my gosh. So when I, um, 
and really came, well, I started calling it like my, the silver linings was because of COVID. So I had come back to Costa Rica <laughs> as COVID was all, you know, the world was shutting down. I was in the U S like right before the, the, you know, U S shut down, came back to Costa Rica because I had a couple clients booked, finished that up. And then Costa Rica closed the borders and I was like, well, I'll just stay here. You know, no one knew what was going on. And I was yeah. like, I'm just going to stay here. It sounds like a great idea. Well, then Costa Rica was like, well, we're closing the beaches. Like everybody was, yeah. I was like, well, I can't work. You can't go to the beach. Like, what are you going to do? And so besides um, photographing clients, I also, one of my, one of my, what started photography was photographing this, um, the amazing breathtaking sunsets here in Tamarindo. Mm-hmm. So from there, um, I started selling my beach and sunset prints. So I said, well, I can't work with people, but I can still sell my prints. So the best place to do that is to get on a plane, go back to the United States and live at my parents' house <laughs> because <laughs> I also said, I was like, all real, you know, no, no one knew what was going on. And I said, if someone needs to take care of my parents, it's going to be me, my brother, he's got two young boys. I was like, he's in Miami. Like he's got, he has his hands, his hands full, his plate full. So it's going to be me. So I flew back to Savannah, Georgia, where my parents are and ended up living, living with them for, um, eight months. (laughs) And as, as tough as that was, um, at times, there was just a lot of beautiful things that happened out of me being in Savannah, like forced, I want to say forced, not being able to come back to Costa Rica. Cause I hop back and forth a lot. Yeah. So this was the longest stretch that I had been in Savannah, Georgia. Um, and also been in the U S in eight years. Cause normally I'm in the U S for like maybe four to between four to six, maybe eight weeks, um, at a time. And that's usually in the fall time. And in that time, I'm usually like, I'll be at my parents' house, but I'll go travel someplace. I'll go out to Colorado. Mm -hmm. I'll go out to the Pacific Northwest. So this was like, like everyone, like lockdown, you were in Savannah. You're not going anywhere. You're not seeing anybody, not surfing. And so, yeah, I just started this list called the silver, you know, a silver linings list that really has made me, you know, sit, you know, taking, you know, the, the good out of a bad situation or a less than ideal situation. Yeah. And it really allowed you like time and space to work on this print business, you know, that has turned into an additional stream of income for your business, Mm -hmm. which I think is so cool that like in that situation, like you said, you were locked down, you couldn't travel. It didn't look like any visit home you had had before, but it still created this opportunity that you took advantage of, you know, and has a positive benefit for you even today where it's like this other avenue of your photography business, which is business lady point. I'm like, so smart. Yeah. But that that could have not happened if you weren't willing to see the opportunity that existed there. And mm-hmm. I think that that is just like a cornerstone of a solid entrepreneur outlook, you know, where you get sometimes stuck in a shit storm and you're like, okay, so what do I do with this? You know, like, yeah. how can I make this work for me? Um, so yeah. yeah, it's just a really beautiful thing. I love that uh, point. You know, and it's also made, um, you know, other people really think too, I mean, now we're, we're, you know, continuing to see it, but with all the home renovations, I mean, th- I mean, that's mm-hmm. also what has really helped my business is, um, with the prints is that people are like, you know what, like we're at home, we've been wanting to do this home renovation or we can't travel. So we're going to finally get this, you know, beautiful photography we've been wanting. Mm-hmm. And now it's, you know, people starting to want to travel again. It's, you know, people or 
people deciding, Hey, this is not what I wanted to do. So I'm going to leave my job. So this is, you know, we're, we're living and seeing the silver linings out of COVID. Totally. Mm-hmm. Badass ladies clubs, a total result. Well, I was about yeah, to say silver like, badass ladies club was birthed yeah. during yep. COVID because yeah. we were like, well, what the hell are we going to do? What are we going to do? With what ourselves? are we going to do? This is what we did with ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> we created this. Yeah. It was so good. Um, while we're on the topic of like starting something new, having like a passion project that kind of turns into a career, we did talk a little bit about like what it means just to show up that like mm-hmm. showing up is the, the factor that a lot of people just don't do, you know, like when you have to do the scary thing that just being present sometimes is enough. Um, so can you share with us a little bit about showing up in your experience and how that's served you? Yeah. You know, a couple of years ago I was listening. So I'm a, my, my former, former life, um, I played college basketball. So I was highly competitive, <laughs> um, played basketball at a very, at a very high level. And I was listening to someone talk about training and, um, training for athletics. And they made this really great point. They said, you got like to be a champion, you champion, you have to train in the off season. So it's not, you have to see, you have to show up every day. Right. So it's not like that, you know, people just go out and for me, so I, I relate a lot of things to athletics just because that's my scope of things. And that's been so much of my training, Mm -hmm. but I can look back to myself in high school and, you know, I, I was playing and training and, um, shooting hoops year round when no one was watching, you know, it's what you do when no one's watching. It's that's showing up every single day, even though, you know, you don't want to, Mm -hmm. Um, that really makes, you know, you, you better off in the long run or makes you that much better than somebody else. And, um, you know, unfortunately, (laughs) you know, whether it's my, you know, my generation and below, you know, it's so much, I don't know, I don't call it coddling, but it's like, oh, you know, you're okay. You don't have to do that. But no, sometimes you just got to suck it up and you got to do it, (laughs) whether you like it or not. And I think that's so much about like, even when it's something you love, like sometimes mm-hmm, when there's yeah. something that you love, you still have to show up and do it. And some days you don't uh-huh. feel like doing it, even though you love it, you know, um, for sure. I feel that. Can we just take a minute and just acknowledge that Kristen is beautiful. Yeah. Athletic. Yeah. Smart. Yes. And creative. Yes. <laughs> Like talk about a whole package yeah. with this human being right full here. spectrum. Like, like, you know, you're, you have like, you grew up doing athletics, you have your finance degree, you were in corporate America, you have a super creative job or you're a photographer. I'm like, give me that life. That is amazing. Well, and to her point though, like, you know how hard it is to work in finance in New York city, like the, that in and of itself, like, this is why I love our podcast, if I'm being super human, you know, like humility here is because there's so many opportunities where you like meet one person that blows your mind on so many fronts. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, but that the story that they tell so often is the same story over and over again, where, like I said, they just dropped into this knowing they just followed what it was that made them passionate and turns out like, what I love about finance versus photography and art versus surfing versus living on the beach versus New York city, that 
it's you can be everything. Yes. You know, like that you don't have to pick Both a lane, and. you know, like in that so often we feel like we're like book smart and analytical and good at that sort of things, but we're not creative. And that that shit is just not true. You know, like everybody gets to be everything. It's just about where you want to focus your attention the most. Yeah. You know, Fred Astaire said um, that everyone has this notion that like you're born a good dancer, but yeah. even good dancers had to learn how to dance. Totally. You know, and I, same thing with surfing and photography and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. Well, I'm very flattered by your compliments. <laughs> I for sure have my own plots. <laughs> all of us. Yeah. I mean, we all do, Kristen. I'm just saying, yeah. like, you're a full package, like, amazing human. Deal. I've worked on it, right? Mm -hmm. And I have lots of stuff to work on. And yeah. I think that's the key thing, too, is that, like, the beauty of the yoga, which started it all, was. Um, you know, enabling, allowing, allowing myself to work on myself, um, you know, because it's just, and now it's now, thankfully it's a thing in 2022, you know, self, you know, self-love and self-help yeah. and, you know, talking to someone, talking to a therapist, working on yourself and growing. And that's, that's the beauty of life. Right. Um, so I love that. Uh, you know, what else is super awesome about Kristen is Gidget. Can we talk about Gidget for a minute? Yes, um, let's talk about Gidget. We love talking about people's dogs. Um, <laughs> so tell us about Gidget. Like, what's your story with her? <laughs> That's another another breadcrumb, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of, as I said, like, you know, things, in, well, it's funny because I was listening to a podcast this morning um, about relationships. So I'm a single female. And I, and honestly, I love being single. And she was saying, you know, she had gotten married. She's, she's a divorce lawyer and she's single and 42 and just, or got, just got married at 42. And she said, you know, you have to trust the timing and everything, you know, there's a reason and reason for everything. So Gidget, um, talking about that, um, I never, so Gidget, Gidget is a Chihuahua. I never had thought that I would end up with a Chihuahua in my life. My brother had just gotten a Chihuahua. They were, um, Pollo is his name, which means chicken in Spanish. Love it. He was gifted to my brother and sister-in-law. And my brother at first was like, I don't want a chihuahua either. Like, no, they're like yappy dogs. Well, Pollo <laughs> is like a ham. I love him so much. If he didn't love my sister-in-law so much, I would steal him and bring him to Costa Rica because <laughs> I love him so much. So about a couple of weeks after meeting Pollo for the first time, I was back in Costa Rica and my um, surf buddy said to me, she goes, well, this, she was at the vet and she sent me this photo. She goes, this little one's looking for a home. I said, thanks, Ashley. But you know, I'm, I really, I just want two kittens. Like <laughs> grew up with, I love cats. I mean, I love dogs, but I had grown up with cats and, you know, I travel back and forth. So, you know, having cat, leaving a cat versus trying to figure out a dog and all yeah. that, it was just easier. Totally. And then I was like, Four dogs in the cage. I'll just, I'll go to that and go check her out. Well, all that, <laughs> that was the last. Famous last words, like yeah. The car was over. <laughs> so I um, went to the vet, saw her in the cage. She was scared. She was just terrified. And I said to the vet, I was like, look, I'm like, let me just at least foster her, get her out of the cage. Mm -hmm. So brought her home. And within two days, she was sleeping in my armpit, which yeah. if you have a chihuahua or a small dog, you know, that small dogs love to nuzzle and yeah. to get into crisis. So yeah, I was like, well, I think this dog just adopted me. <laughs> what I love and about her is that like, this. 
her original name was Brownie and my last name is Brown. And one of my nicknames in college basketball was Brownie. Okay. So like, are you that's sending me a sign? Yeah. That's a pretty big sign. <laughs> yeah. Very big sign. I love but I, had to, I couldn't, I couldn't call her Brownie because I felt very narcissistic. Yeah. <laughs> calling her myself or my nickname. So, um, Gidget actually comes from, it's a name. It's a, it's a surfer girl. Um, one of the first surfer girls back in the 50, 50 plus years ago yeah. and, uh, California surfer girls. And it's a combination of girl and midget. So it's an ode to Gidget. It's perfect. And, yeah. And she just follows you around on the beach everywhere. Yeah. And she was at our photo shoot. She was like, totally yeah. at our photo shoot. Um, and yeah, she just, you could tell she loves you so much. Cause she's just like, mom. Yeah. Y'all are bonded. <laughs> yeah. Unless there's food around and then she goes and finds garbage. <laughs> I mean, she's a dog. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, I mean, like, I'm so inspired by your back and forth lifestyle. And you and I have talked about this before that I love the idea of spending part of the year in Costa Rica and spending part of the year in Texas and having a business where I can do both, which is consequently the way that 2022 is turning out, which is mm -hmm. awesome. Um, the idea that your dog goes back and forth with you and that Costa Rica is so open and friendly to people bringing their dogs in. I'm not doing it this, this March, time. but when I come back in July, like I really am going to try and bring my dog. I would love for him to get used to coming back and forth. Um, so I didn't have to be without him. Yeah. Cause yeah, yeah that would I, be really cool if we could get our dogs like on a schedule I to mean, where we go to Costa Rica a few times a year. Absolutely. Hell yeah. And it's so easy. For, I mean, the flight from Texas is like easy peasy. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Four hours. Like, yeah. Four hours. You're no big done. deal. So yeah. good. Not a long flight. So yeah. It's not bad at all. And that Gidget's actually acclimated really well to the traveling back and forth. Yeah. Like it's, she's used to it now. She just falls asleep in her carrier. She's like, okay, mom, we're here. <laughs> I'm, I'm done like, with wish my eight hour travel day wasn't as long, but you just slept the whole time. <laughs> it's not, it's easy on her. Um, something else that we hit on in our pre-interview was just talking about like how, if you're in business nowadays, especially if you're selling a service or a product that there's a certain amount of like social media marketing and internet marketing that you are doing and that we've been exposed to so many different types of marketing on the internet and how much smoke and mirrors there is in that business, right? That learning how to navigate promoting your business online in a way that's like authentic and real. Um, and that there's so many people doing it and there's so many different ways to do it that you want to be like, I want to be real about where we're at at Badass Ladies Club. And I don't want to make it look like we're making all this money if we're not, or that things are super successful when they're not, you know, like I, like that vibe where people can see through the look, peek behind the curtain and see. And we've talked a lot about the smoke and mirrors and the marketing mm. on the internet. Yeah. I think, I mean, to me, it's one of my core values is authenticity. Um, yeah. On the outside, it seems like, Hey, I'm living this awesome life. I'm in Costa Rica and I, I'm always up front. I always, I always say, you know, the grass is not greener on the other side and it's where you water it. So, you know, my life is not for everybody. Um, you know, there's things that I do miss and there's opportunities that I miss out on just because I am in Costa Rica. Um, but on the other hand too, there's a lot of, um, it's been really interesting seeing I'm a product of 
the the internet and the opportunities afforded by the internet, mm-hmm. um, I was able to start my own business mm-hmm. and get clients because of the internet. And I think the way you guys found me, um, we first connected was through Aubrey on Instagram. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. So it was through that. But um, on the other hand, there's just there's so much out there now that it's to me, I've gotten to the point, especially where I am, where I am in business. It's like, well, who do you really listen to? Mm -hmm. And not just like, you know, who do you, who do you go to, to digest your information? Because there is so much information out there. Yeah. Um, and then what is really true? What is really not? Um, and I don't want to, you know, I, I wish, you know, I want everybody to succeed, but there are some times where you just look at it and you're like, (laughs) I mean, you hear it all the time in like the business news, like, you know, certain mattress companies where they're making, I think it's like Casper. I don't want to, I'm not gonna, I think it may be Casper, but like they're owned by a private equity firm and they're not even making any money. Like they're say like right. when it comes, when it comes down to net revenue, which is like <laughs> the whole point of business is to actually make money. Now it comes down to the end of the day, they're not making any profit. It's just a ton of money going into it. And with the hope, you know, it's because it's owned by a private equity firm with the hope that it's, you know, that's their whole goal is that it's going, you know, it's going to make them a lot of money in the end run, but. (laughs) And even just with our Costa Rica retreat, it's so fascinating to me to like plan something that turns out to be a lot of money where like, there's been lots of revenue come through for it, but then how much of it did we spend in order to pull off the event Mm -hmm. versus how much money did it actually make, you know? (laughs) And that so often and I know that we've gotten a lot of attention, like through our coaching program where, you know, the idea kind of came from, or Mm -hmm. other people see what we're doing and they're like, oh my gosh, you guys are like doing it and living the dream and going to the beach. And we're doing that, but there's a huge learning curve involved, you know, like that so many things about the retreat have come off the rails a couple of times (laughs) over the last several months where we've had to like (laughs) reevaluate and change some things. And that if we had it to do all over again, we would do it totally differently, you know, Mm -hmm. and that that is something that I think, especially in internet business, that people just don't shine a light on. Um, And it gets my wheels turning because I'm like, okay, so after it's over, how can we expose? Right. Like how much of your time and your knowledge? Oh, my gosh. We'd make zero money on it if you looked at it like that, you know, like because there's been countless hours. Yeah. And time involved in it. And that on the surface, when you see somebody that looks quote unquote successful to you, like if you're defining that success based on lifestyle or the things that you get to go and do, and I know this was true of me in my makeup career as well, like, yeah, there was success attached to that. But if success means profit margin and money, well, that means something totally different and that you change your concept of how you do your business to raise that profit margin. And you're a really good example of that because so many things about your finance background, I think, lend you to that way of thinking where you're making decisions about your business that are allowing you to have this wide profit margin, which supports so many things about your life, you know? I'm very, I guess I would say I'm very nerdy in the fact that like I have an Excel spreadsheet and like, I know my margins, right? Like I I sit there and I'm like, okay, like this is what this product costs Mm -hmm. and this is and there's even things I'm like further refining. I'm like, okay, this is the processing fees, processing fees. This is this, this is this. And then you have to factor in like your time and yeah. then your the taxes and the healthcare and all this. And I'm like, okay. I was like, and I have, thankfully I've risen my, I raised my rates because I've realized this. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, yeah. 
I was like, in order to be a living, working and breathing photographer and don't, don't get, get me wrong. Like I like, I, I've, ra- I've raised my rates too, because of, um, you know, my client, you know, the clients, like, I'm like, okay, the clients are liking the work mm-hmm. I'm getting better. And, you know, that's just the, you know, that's what the natural progression should be within business. Um, but then also on the other hand, it's not all about the money to me as well. There's, you know, shoots that I turned down, um, or work that I turned down because I know, like when I was planning my podcast <laughs> interview with you, the session, I was like, okay, good. Like it's at 1 PM. I'm most likely not going to be surfing. The tides are not mm-hmm. the right for surfing. Um, <laughs> so I have besides my financial bank, what's my financial bank. I have my wave bank. I have a sunset bank. Mm. And that all makes up my happiness bank. So yes. to me, it's not all about the money. I right. It's this. an energetic yeah. exchange. And is it worth it or not? Worth it or not. I love um, talking about these details with you. And that was something that stood out so much to me. Cause like you said, we found you because Aubrey found you on Instagram. And when we were talking about doing the pictures, he was like, check this, check out. So it started as a relationship where we were like using your services, but then has turned into, we go back to Costa Rica and we see each other occasionally when we're there where we can have conversations like this. And I learned so much about how I want to run my business based on your experience Mm -hmm. running your business and that you are so transparent about those things. And to be like real, like you don't know me, like we've met two or three times, you know, and that we, that you're so free and giving with that information, I think is so unique in the world of business and entrepreneurs, you know, like Mm -hmm that people will teach you what it is that they've learned by their own experience. But a lot of times that is for a cost Yeah, and that you are so generous with your information and your outlook. And it's been super helpful for us at Badass Ladies Club to have that connection for sure. Thank you. And I'm honored to, you know, share what I've learned because, you know, it's especially doing it abroad. Mm-hmm. It's always, it's always different. And you know what? To me, I so appreciate having connected with you ladies because to me, it's like like attracts like, right? There's this um, artist I've been following. She's also a rad surfer. She lives down in Playa Negra. And Pep and I have been following each other on Instagram for a while. And then finally we connected in August and we just said to each other, you know, it's (laughs) the like attracts like. She's not only a creative, but she's business minded and focused Mm -hmm. and wants more out of life than just to move to a tropical beach town and surf. So to me, like that's what really gets my juices going is aligning with like-minded people because no, I want my business to grow as well. Now, do I want to like grow my business to the fact where I'm working all the time? No. Yeah. Like to me, they're, they're, I'm, I'm envisioning like a happy level of where I want my business to be. Like, do I want a billionaire? Like to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, what do you do with all that money? And like, that just seems ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. I would just give all my money away. Right. <laughs> like that seems like too much work. Yeah. And I love this idea of the the balance piece of it, right? Because you can own a job, you know, Mm -hmm. like owning a business could just be you working yourself, you know, like round the clock. And that I am 100% guilty of being like, okay, I'll do this on this day and this on this day. And then I look up and I'm like, oh my God, I haven't a day off in two weeks. Like, how did that happen? You know? And that's just that lack of full perspective Mm -hmm. that like, I get to have a life too. Right. And Mm -hmm. to work your 
business around the lifestyle that you want to have. And so, yeah, it's a really, really great lesson. Yeah. And a hard lesson. Oh yeah. Um, big time. And I also love this conversation because you've been talking about so much like this has happened for you over the course of 10 years. Right. And I know I Mm -hmm. get up in my head a lot where I feel like I should be further along than I am. And it's like, isn't this happening? Right. And it's only been a year, you know, like that we've really been working this concept of our own brand and, and how many times that's changed, you know? So that if you have this goal of trying to create this authentic life that really meets these needs of like, yeah, I need income and I need a career and it needs to be something that I love and that I'm inspired by, but I also want to have a life. And you want to catch the sunset and you want to be able to surf and you want to be able to do these things that like really fuel you in a different way. That's possible. You know, Mm -hmm. it just requires trying things and patience and going with the flow and trusting yourself. And those things will cultivate for you also. Someone I, um, I follow in her, in her artist group, she says progress is quiet and slow. So to me, Mm I'm like, oh my gosh, I've like been doing this for how I've been in Costa Rica almost 10 years. And like business-wise, my business is almost like eight years, seven years old. And I'm just like, why am I not further along? Yes. Give myself a panic attack. (laughs) (laughs) No, we all have that. Um, But progress is quiet and slow. And it's so, every time I like want to, I try to get ahead of myself. I'm like, progress is quiet and slow. And there's been going back to silver linings, there's been so many times that I've seen that where I've built the slow foundation, built the proper foundation that that is now coming to fruition for me mm-hmm. that I put in the work and going back to training and showing up every day that, you know, now it's, now it's game time and it's my hard work is paying off. Mm. Progress is quiet and slow. I love that. my new mantra. Like mm-hmm. that's beautiful. Um, I don't think we could end it anywhere better than that. Seriously, like, yeah, that's a good note. Totally. Kristen, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. We so appreciate you. And if you guys aren't following at Samba to the Sea on Instagram, get on there and look at some of her beautiful work. Um, and we'll see you in Costa Rica in about Very a month. Soon. Um, hey. I would love for you to come and like do some yoga on the beach with us. Cause we're going to be doing it every morning um, and get to hang out at the retreat a little bit. Cause we would love to. As long you. as it's not while surfing is. <laughs> we will totally take high tide out of the equation. I'll send for you sure. some dates when the uh, waves aren't in check. We love you guys. Thank you so much for being here today and we'll see you next week.